Welcome to False Bottom Girls, a podcast about the wonderful yet sometimes confusing world of beer and brewing. Hi, I'm Rachel Hudson, owner of Pilot Brewing and an Advanced Cicerone. Hi, I'm Jen Blair, sensory expert, home brewer, and Advanced Cicerone. Follow la 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 December times. I love it. This opening is for Paige and Paige alone. It's a callback to like our first year of podcasting. <laughs> Um, so Paige, if you're listening to this, I hope that you really liked that. Um, for everybody else, you can enjoy it as well. And if you know, um, that is from, actually, that's from one of my very favorite episodes we did, the um, avoiding the horse girl pest dispenser trap about the beer gifts. <laughs> it's like one of our first ones. Wait, did you say? Where we, oh, discovered, where we discovered that Rachel was a horse girl. No, no. Well, <laughs> I mean, every girl's a horse, horse girl. And I'm not a horse woman. Right. <laughs> I think that was the difference. Yes. Yeah. Well, so, yeah, uh, here we are. It's Jen it's, and Rachel. It's Christmas Eve, actually. Yes. And when you recording hear this, time. it will be 48 hours from now because uh, <laughs> we, that's how on top of things yeah. we are. <laughs> we kind of realized we needed to record one more. <laughs> episode for the year. Um, and that's the thing about podcasting folks that a lot of people don't realize is that you have to keep recording episodes. Yeah. They expect it. Yeah. They, they And then if you don't, which not often, but they're like, Hey, you guys, okay. You know, you record <laughs> like, like they start scratching their neck. Like right. I just need that content. <laughs> is it going to get out? But okay. Day after Christmas. All right. Right. Yes. <laughs> so this will be on schedule. You all yeah. see, we, we didn't even have to say anything. You wouldn't have known, uh, but you know, we like to keep it real. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and, and it's perfect. Cause we're going to talk about winter beers or winter warmers or Christmas beers. And maybe you as beer lovers have just gotten a bunch of beers from friends and family members for Christmas. Right. You got a dusty you got old Christmas 22 ones. of like arrogant bastard that your aunt got at Target Yeah, um, because she knows you like beer and like she's very pl- proudly watching you unwrap it. You got a mixed six pack of anything that says Christmas. Right. Well, you probably got anything that has anything to do with fall. So you probably got like pumpkin <laughs> ale, <from> July, <laughs> wet hot beer, like mass produced uh, Oktoberfest that's been sitting on the dry shelf. Right. Yes. Well, get, get, I'm just and, kidding. And one branded glass. Yeah. <laughs> that you don't want. <laughs> that you don't want. <laughs> but or maybe you got some really cool beers. I uh brought home a couple of Hardy Woods. Oh, that's right. Gingerbread Stout. Yes, series. Rachel and I were both just in her hometown of Richmond, Virginia earlier this week. It was so fun. We were doing a lot of fun things. And they had some nice holiday spiced ales that I'm excited for. Not uh, you know, meh. <laughs> I yeah, say that we're so rude. We're so mean. I say that. I'm just, I know. I, I just like, when maybe I you're say grateful that, for the gifts you get. Maybe I should explain myself. <laughs> <laughs> I am just talking about the ones that, like, one time, and I don't care. I love beer. Give me all the beer. But I remember one time my sister went to go buy me a twelve, a six pack that was like mixed for my birthday, and she yeah. doesn't know. Right? Doesn't know. You got but some of that she... Kentucky bourbon barrel ale. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was getting like. I don't know, harpoon, UFO, FIs, like, you know, really just basic old school stuff. Not right. to say anything negative about any of these beers, just when you're so deep into this beer journey, it's hard to get impressed. Right. But you know what? It's nice to revisit things like that too. That's also why yeah. I don't mind 
getting beer as gifts because like when was the last time you had the the Kentucky barrel ale or whatever, well, you know? And I like think my problem is it's not like what the beer is, is that I'm so like conscious about how the beer has been treated. Right. I just assume that it's coming from a place of mistreatment. Right. Because they are. And I say, I'm not saying like the beer buyers like, oh, you're such an ugly beard. I'm saying like the way they hand, you know, the, the storage, not keeping it cold, blah, blah, blah. Right. I think that's my problem. I'm just like, yes. mm, what's your history? Right. But if nothing else, it's a good education in all the ways that beer can be mistreated. Yes. Yes, true. So <laughs> true. We're just a couple of Christmas brats and nothing's good enough for us. <laughs> going to get off of here and drink whiskey. No, I'm but not. this is also very fitting because in the United States right now, uh, what was the, it was like winter storm Elliot. It's, oh it, yeah. It's yeah. fucking cold everywhere. Like it's cold. It's, it's legitimately that's all that's cold happened. weather, even in the American South, like in Atlanta right now, it is 12 degrees. I, it's so uh, funny that you bring that up because Fahrenheit group texts of the pilot team is going off and people are like, Oh, my power's out. And like, Oh, this, my power's out too. And I'm like, I hope it comes back on because y'all ain't coming over here. <laughs> you cannot come to my high rise of warmth. <laughs> not yet. We're not there yet. <laughs> yes, but it is extremely cold um, everywhere, pretty much in the United States, unless I think maybe like Southern California is like 60, uh, but so wow. cold. Yeah. It can be, you know, the temperature cool. is a relative thing for yeah. people. But yeah, so we're talking wow. about winter warmers, which I will say at the beginning, I dislike winter warmers very much. I'm just not a spiced beer person, yeah. but uh, like winter warmers, spiced winter warmers, Christmas beers, I'm just not a fan of. I'll usually do, it's kind of the same thing as like pumpkin beers. I'll have like one a year and be like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't really care for this style. It's like, it's, it's not... I'm fine that it exists in the world. I oh, don't sure. have to like everything. I do not like winter warmers. I think for me, there's there's so many different interpretations it, of this style that it, it's hard for me to say one way or another to catch all. But for me, so like, let's dive into it. Let's talk about let's. what a winter warmer is, because for a lot of breweries, it's a lot of different things. Right. Right. And for a lot of people, it's a lot of different things. So, yeah, it's which very is broad very category. confusing. Um, so let's like kind of start off with just what the BJCP guidelines say about winter warmers as far as they are concerned. And I will say that I pulled my notes from 2015 edition because I was doing this, taking notes from my phone on my app and they have not updated the app for iPhone yet. Right. And Although that's I will say the... <laughs> The BJCP apps are not done by the BJCP. They are done by some oh. guy who's not affiliated with the BJCP. Well, that makes sense. So and I will I will throw BJCP I, at them. I, I know I'm people. Not, keep, I'm not trying to like throw. Oh, sure. Under the bus. I'm no, just but saying, I know people it, keep asking, and yeah. it's like it's or they're asking like when will the app be updated? Yeah. And like the BJCP has nothing to do with the app. Oh yeah. Well, for me, it just came out of a place of laziness. Right. But I have to imagine that it's going to be pretty similar. Yes. All right. So we're talking about winter warmers. We're talking about. The catch-all, let's just talk about the catch-all, BJCP says. It's like a dark malted ale, usually like 6% or above, that's going to showcase dark fruit or dark sugar 
um, characteristics like fig or plum or molasses or honey, and then spices that are reminiscent of the holiday season, if you will. That could go any direction, ginger, nutmeg, allspice, clove, cinnamon, star anise. I mean, like- More spices, keep going. Name really, five more. Really? Uh, okay. <laughs> Uh, now I feel all the spot <laughs> vanilla beans. I don't know. Maybe just like anything that's going to taste like a Hobby Lobby is going to be thrown into this beer. It's going to taste like it doesn't want to you cover its employees. Exactly. Birth when I say what I mean, when I say, yes, yes. Anything so maybe we'll say it, it like tastes like a repression. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yes. A craft store. <laughs> Yeah, a craft store. Um, so, but the the key to these beers are like it, they just need to be balanced. Whatever you choose to throw in here, the spice, the combination of the malt, everything needs to be balanced. It really shouldn't have a ton of hop character. Um, this is more a you know, you know, malt and spice balance, and hop, which is hops uh, too hop too hoppy of a beer could just overpower anything you're trying to do or clash. Um, now when I talk about winter warmers right now, I just want to reiterate that I'm talking about the BJCP version of what they are saying winter warmer should be. Now, a lot of Which times the spiced beer, right? Yeah, a spiced beer, spike, spice, dark malted ale. Um, and you know, we're talking about things that have often some alcohol flavor, um, finished pretty, pretty full bodied. Um, things that will showcase, you know, like I said, these spices or even fruit peels of like zest or oranges and lemons or even other subtle fruit additions maybe. But this is, it's so, so wide category, such a wide interpretation range. So one of the reasons this category even exists is because it's kind of like, um, you know, like we said, this catch-all for, for breweries, winters, beers, but this isn't new category like this is something that breweries have been doing for a long time since the beginning of brewing tradition really um and when right. i say winter beer i mean brewing some sort of beer for the holiday colder season the winter season the the christmas season eventually depending on religion but like this is a hot you know something for celebration um and lots of breweries have done this you know you see this with the older breweries in germany or the older breweries in belgium they have traditionally made a higher alcohol more darker malted heavily spiced whatever their version is of holiday beers right and that's uh, i think that that's when we were talking about this before we started recording like these are beers that are just like that like huga coziness feeling yeah. it's like it's dark it's cold these are beers for you to stay inside stay warm and get drunk i like what had, else are you gonna do i had a customer the other day she was so hilarious she put it the perfect she put this in the most perfect words i have never heard it so well she goes she was talking about the type of beer she likes during this cold weather and she was really into the barrel aged stouts and she's like i just want to be hugged by my beer and that's the way i feel right now and i was oh, like I love that that, that is, is perfect. The best compliment I have ever received about <laughs> love it. I was so excited. It was so nice. And I was that like, is such a good a description. way to yeah. put it. You know, it was like this alcoholic warmth that wasn't too much. And that's kind of the way you should feel when you're having a holiday spice ale. It's like 
okay, I am being hugged by the holiday season right now. And I like it. I am warm inside. Everything is balanced. It feels good. It's right. It's sitting in front of the fire. You know, all things, nothing could go wrong. Comfy, cozy, snug as a bug in a rug. And that's just the idea of people, like, that's just kind of like the idea of around the holiday season anyway. So why not? Right. Yeah. You're drinking things. Yeah. You're drinking things with both hands. Like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And like for breweries, you're already like a lot of these breweries, you know, God, like I was saying earlier before we recorded, uh, I always mess up the name of this brewery, but Ergi, Ergi, Yurga, Yurga. (laughs) That's so (laughs) awful. The, um, you know, Alt Brewery in Dusseldorf, but they do their stick alt uh, mm-hmm. during the Christmas season and that's their holiday beer, but they've been doing that for, since they opened, like, this isn't right. like, Oh, what can we do to consumers? Like this is a very American thing to do. America's younger, you know, that's, you know, we brew beer to market stuff like that. This is like in tradition and goes back so far. Like we see examples of, you know, starting with the Scandinavian jewel ale. So Vikings celebrated the solstice with jewel. Um, and I, that, that is spelled j-u-l but probably pronounced yule ale so i'm probably saying it wrong like i do everything but it's yule ale which is a strong malty beer um so even after the conversion of christianity um the celebration of the yule ale merged with christmas and it was even you know so much so that laws were established to require each household to brew a certain amount of beer for the celebration and to share that beer with at least three other households I think that's so interesting. Now, so I, I, I feel that's just like some tidbit I read, you know, looking all this up, but it's like, I feel kind of like, first of all, th- they probably mean to the people that can brew. Like, I, I feel like certain houses had the right to brew or whatever, but I, in my mind, I'm just like, okay, it's Christmas time. And everyone's like, shut it down. We're going home. Everybody's brewing three <laughs> times the amount of beer that we can <laughs> drink. And then we're going to go share it with each other. Right. (laughs) Although like, I think that, and I'm like, uh, all, but all of my other households are going to get really good beer. And I like (laughs) the people who live next to me, it's like, it's a rental house. So it's just like four guys. So I think they're like in their (laughs) mid twenties and it might be the same guy. They all just kind of look the same to me. And I'm just like, I don't want whatever That's where you, you get the, the, the last runnings. Yeah. You get the, the, the fourth and third runnings. Right. Because you're right. doing. Yeah. And like, then you there's like this really old lady next door to them. And like, I don't, <laughs> although I bet she could probably make some pretty good beer. She's probably got like her grandmother's recipe that calls her like a yeast or something. Yeah. That turns out really, really good. The yeast. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the yeast. Yeah. <laughs> Two yeasts. Yeah. <laughs> But I love that. It's just like, that's just goes to show you what we've already all known, how much beer is ingrained in history. And it's right. just like, no, not only are we doing this, we're requiring you to make this right. beer. Right. <laughs> and yeah, like in this case, this is a little bit of a forced community, but also yeah. how much beer is a touchstone of just community building. Yeah, exactly. But so, and you know, when we talk about winter ales and we're talking about making a winter ale, there's so many different spins you could do on it. We have British winter ales, um, like Sam Smith winter warmer, and these beers aren't going to have spices in them. The British yes. version. So those would be a British strong ale is where yes. those fall. Um, if it's unspiced, True. it will, the, the British beers will fall under the, the British strong ale, which 
we talked about that in one of our deep dives for our Patreons that that's also a catch all category, like British yeah. strong ale can kind of be anything. Um, but that's where the British winter warmers fall. Yeah. And that does, that is a very different, their version is very different from what we've been saying when we have these spice versions. And when we talk about these beers, we're also talking about adapting a base style too. Like a lot of times you'll brew an old ale with spices or a Belgian double with spices or like, you know, you take, or, I mean, you don't have to as a brewer and it, you know, you go to Belgian brewers, do what they want and all that jazz. There's even loggers, you know, high ABV loggers that some breweries more, probably more American breweries have done. Um, So again, we're talking about, you know, we're talking about this catch all phrase with these dark spice beers, but then you go to different breweries and they're like, well, my winter beer is this. And it could be, if it's especially it's an American brewery, it could be an IPA like Sierra Nevada celebration or goose Island Christmas IPA, or as right before this or... episode, we were looking <laughs> up, I was like literally having this conversation. I was like, or new Belgium accumulation, white IPA. And we have come to figure out that it's no longer a white IPA no longer a white starting IPA. this year. It was a white IPA. We, because we were both like, that's a white IPA. And then we looked up and we're like, not anymore. Yes. It's a hazy IPA. Yes. Because I, I was telling Rachel, I got a six pack and like in the store was like, oh yeah, this is a white IPA and tasted it and was like, this is not uh, a white IPA. And like, look at the can and it's all like, you know, like Southern hemisphere hops and stuff. And I was like, I swear this used yeah. to be one. So then when we were talking about it before the episode, Rachel was like, yeah, it is. And I was like, it's, and it's, but it's not anymore starting this yeah. year. It's not anymore. And who knows? I mean, they, you know, new Belgium was acquired by Kieran. So maybe they just switched yep. it um, because it kind of seems like that's also the same company that acquired Bell's. And it seems like they're kind of like trying to like voodoo ranger, you know, like two hearted mm-hmm. and there's like, like big hearted and broken hearted or lighthearted and all these different two hearted things the way that they did with voodoo ranger. So yeah, it, it seems like maybe accumulation IPA is just going to be another. Hazy but if you, the same thing happened to you, you're not going to crazy. It did used right. to be. <laughs> yes. I, yes. I was very confused because yeah, I was like, well, it, like it used to be listed as a commercial example and it, exactly. And I remember it being like a white, like if I needed yeah. to taste a white IPA, I knew I could get accumulation. Not anymore. Not anymore. But I have a white IPA at Pilot Brewing in, oh, in Charlotte, North Carolina. The address <laughs> is one. <day. laughs> yes, we do. Well, see, our one of our Christmas beers, you know, everyone likes IPA. So we have our stout, but we have our holiday white IPA, which is traditional white IPA. And then we have our snowbird IPA, which is our southeastern IPA. Mm-hmm. And those are our Christmas beers, but they're not winter warmers in the sense of what I believe a winter warmer is. Right. So they're yes. Christmas beers and there are winter warmers and they're not necessarily the same thing. Right. One of my favorite purchases of the year of every year is as soon as celebration is in the cooler at my bottle shop. It's just like, fuck. Yeah, yeah it is good. And it's always so consistent and you can always count on Sierra Nevada, which is like, I feel that way about a couple of breweries and they are definitely one. Agreed. Um, yeah. And you know, when I was, you know, again, looking some stuff up, Anchor, probably arguably the first American mm-hmm. Christmas ale in 1975. But 
what I think is so cool about what they do is they change the recipe every year for their holiday ale. They don't really tell anybody about it. Um, I believe like at the time in 2020, they, they had a 7% ABV, which was the highest that they have done. So this is like a six to 7% beer. And then they, ch- they have, they changed the Christmas tree. They have like a different hand John Christmas tree on the yeah. label each year. That's super cool. I, th- I threw a little picture in there for you, Jen. Thanks. I did see that. And yeah, with the, it's so on one of our trips, we've got to go to San Francisco. Like we need to go to Aren't we? Brewing. Or are we going yeah. to San Diego? San Diego. San Diego. All We're right. going to San Diego. Yeah. But we'll have to make a trip to San Francisco yeah. uh, because it's, it's so amazing how like breweries like Anchor Brewing, like Sierra Nevada, there's, they, you know, they're old school. They were around and introduced so many things. So with the Anchor Brewing, with their Christmas ale, Fritz Maytag was a great admirer of British beer tradition. And so he started brewing their Christmas ale, like you said, um, and that started in 1984. And I did like, that's just a, a neat story to me that, you know, this has been around Christmas ale is, is Christmas ale older than you? Yeah, uh, by two years. Yeah. Okay. Christmas ale is not older than me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this, uh, and I've seen, and I've, I've been at like bottle shares usually around Christmas, especially in Charlotte at Brawley's, which if you're ever in Charlotte, that is an awesome beer bar to go to. They will usually do a, like a Christmas ale tasting where they have, have it throughout the years. And that's also the one where you see the big magnums of it that you can buy. And this year's is not good. Oh. <laughs> I was telling Rachel, I got some, so I was like, hell yeah, Christmas, Christmas ale. And again, like this, this was going to be my one, you know, tried and true. I'll get anchor. If I'm going to drink one Christmas winter warmer beer, it will be this one. And it just, the recipe this year is, is I shouldn't say it's not good. It's not to my liking. And I've heard from a couple of other people that they were disappointed in it as well as well. So if you got some and you enjoyed it, I'm very happy for you. I did not enjoy it. I think hey, I still have a couple a, bottles like, in back in my fridge. So, but yes, I, I do like when, and I think it's a very smart decision as a brewery to, you know, put something out and change it just a little bit every year, because then you've got people with that collector mindset who are going to make sure that they purchase it every year. And it's a winter warmer. So it's, you can age it for a while, you know, it's, yeah. not, it's not an IPA. It's not a wheat beer. You can, it, you can store it for several years. And we have, I'm trying to remember the oldest Christmas ale I have, um, but in Charlotte, there's a gentleman who's in uh, the homebrew club there. And every year at the holiday party, he would bring something from his cellar. And when I tell you, I have had barley wines older than I am. Um, Like he was like the 1980s guy who went to all of these different breweries by driving there and buying cases and saving them. And actually that, if I remember correctly, that barley one I had was uh, Old Dominion in Richmond. Wow. And it was the John Mallet brewed it when he like was uh, like a brewer at Old Dominion in Virginia. Why do I know that name? And John Mallet from Bells, who wrote the mall. Oh, book. yeah. Okay. 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 Yeah. Yeah. But wow. like one of his first jobs was at Old Dominion, and Old Dominion doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. So that's how old that beer was. 
Um, no, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't, I wasn't older than it was, but it was 20 years old, a wow. 20 year old barley wine. But yeah, every year he'll just be like, oh yeah, like here's this, um, like the Sam Adams, like triple block that's in the blue bottle. He'll be like, here's one from 1990. Here's one from, you know, like 1994. Um, so he's the guy, like you can always see where he is at the holiday party because there's just a crowd of people around him. <laughs> yeah. But he is the guy is like, when you get there, you're like, okay, find him because he's going to have <laughs> like something that might not taste very good at this point, but it's still an opportunity to, you know, drink a, a 1987 Christmas ale. So that's always fun. I haven't done a bottle share in a long time. I'm pretty much out of bottles. I oh, kind of yeah. went, I went through a very big, I, don't like, really I have need anything. to buy all the things. And we had at one point, I think it was probably like 15. I would say equivalents. Of I always beers. have like one or two something cool in yes. my fridge. Right. But I don't like, I don't drink them that much. I go through them and then I end up getting something and it sits there and then I go through it and then I end up like it just like I saved um from our Santa Stout tasting. I did save like two bottles of each from all the years. Oh, that's awesome. So for myself, for I don't know why. <laughs> I was like, I just need to save this, which I don't normally do that. Right. But right. Yeah, I definitely were, got out of that good. mindset of like cellaring beers but yeah. I still have like a couple boxes of various barley wines because barley wine is my favorite and then we <laughs> also have the box that's just labeled the no box and I may have oh, talked yeah. about this on the podcast before but it's like everything else at this point we're just like just drink it like if it sounds good drink it we don't need to save this like today can be the special day right but then there's the no box where like it requires like both keys to turn yeah. to be able to get <laughs> into it so if either one of us wants something from the no box it's like, okay, I need to go ask the other one and make sure yeah. that everybody's on the same page that it's okay to get the beer from the no box. Get it in writing. Yeah. But like everything else is just <laughs> like, yeah, like, you know, on Thanksgiving, we usually do some kind of vertical tasting. So just yeah. going around and digging in and like, okay, we'll do a vertical of like 120 minute, which we, we probably just need to throw these away because they are so old at this point. I was going to say, it sounds awful. Like they're awful fresh. They're, they're awful so, fresh. They're really they're so they're pretty high good alcohol. age. <laughs> and we've got like a ton of Avery stuff that yeah. is. It sounds like you got a lot. Yeah, I guess we do. Well, we, that's like we have like three boxes. We have the barley wine box, the no box and the Avery box. But yeah, no. And that's pretty much it. We're like we've just consciously like not buying any more beer to store and then also just drinking what we have. I'll like put it off on my staff too. like I'll just be like labeled random beers that I don't really want but someone gave to me. I'm like for anyone just like yeah. put it in the cooler. Yeah, no, cause that, that is something <laughs> I think that is, it's so quaint and I love that people in the brewing industry do this. And I know that you do this too, Rachel is when you go to visit a brewery, you bring beer from your brewery and then you get to give to whoever. Yeah. So and so there's good. usually just like, yeah, it's just like this yeah, like Random. all those Hardywood IPA, hazy IPAs. Mm. I was like, for anyone, for yes. you get a hazy IPA. You get a hazy. Yeah. I did and share the yeah. good stuff. I mean, the other stuff too. <laughs> but I, that is something that I really like about the, the like brewery, craft brewery culture is when yeah. people show up and they're like, hey, I'm from a brewery. Here's some of my beer for you. And then you're like, cool, here's some beer for you to take with you. And I, I just love that. But yeah. we've really strayed from the topic of winter warmth. Yeah, sorry, guys. That's what that's, we do. Yeah, then. that's, listen, it's not one of my favorites. So 
Yeah. Yeah, Well, what else? You know, typically we'd go over your vital statistics, but that doesn't really apply here because if you were going to brew within style, you would pick a style and that would be the style that you would follow for your vital statistics. Right. And when we're talking about that, just again, we're talking about the ABV range, the ranges of IBUs, SRM. Right. It can be all over the place. You know, I did see when when I was in Richmond earlier, the Great Lakes Christmas Ale. And if you're in Ohio, that's a very big deal to, you know, that's, it's kind of like Goose Island, like whatever the Great Lakes um, or like Oberon, you know, like if you're in yeah. that region, whatever that release day is, is kind of a community event. And I saw some of it and was like, I really don't like Christmas ales, but I know that Great Lakes is probably one of the best ones. If you're like, if you're going to get one, um, but then I kind of got burned by the uh, Anchor Christmas ale, so I was like, <laughs> mm-hmm. So I you're not gonna that. fool me again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think for me, my favorites are well, I love IPAs, but um I like the Belgian stuff. I also mm-hmm. like like Delirium Noel, like stuff like that, St. Bernard's Christmas Ale. I kind of like grew up, quote unquote, on those beers in the beer world because I worked at Capital House. Right. And it was like, you know. It's like a really huge beer bar. You had all the beers back in 2004, like one of the only places to have these beers. Right. Which is also how Rachel knows everyone in Richmond behind the bar. That's what I learned this this past week. (laughs) Because we all worked at Capitol House. Like any beer person in Richmond stems from Capitol House or a distributor, maybe. And it's like that, and like, and then we all just like stay, stay there. Not all of it, but you know, stay there and just work at different places. So we like, we went to Arden and the girl behind the bar is like, Rachel, I was like, <laughs> looking through the sunlight. And it's like, oh, Corey used to work with her at Capitol House. <laughs> Walk outside. This other girl's like, Rachel. And I'm like, oh, I used to work with your boyfriend or ex-boyfriend at Capitol House. Like during the time <laughs> and we get to freaking Hardywood. The taproom manager is like, Rachel. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and he used to work at Capitol House. <laughs> we all have painful memories of, uh, I mean, lovely memories of working together. Right. But yeah, I think if I was going to do a Christmas sale, it would be like a St. Bernardist or something like that. Just yeah. because, you know, the Belgians know how to spice things. They well. do so well, so good. Let's just more if anyone out there needs a, you know, spice recommendation amount. Right. I always say that with everything. Less is more. Put it in the whirlpool. If you feel like you really need to add more in fermentation, there are ways to do that. Um, I did that with Amanda's. Um, so at the brewery, we had our little holiday six pack. All the brewers brewed their own beer. And Amanda wanted to do a Stroopwafel Blonde. And the, the, those beers can be very hard to pull off sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking about very delicate style one. And then all these spices and different flavors that you don't want to overdo anything. So we did a little bit of cinnamon and it wasn't enough. So we we just did a little bit of cinnamon with a Camden tablet. We just melted up that or hot water, crushed up that Camden tablet, put the cinnamon in there and it was fine. Nice. You know, some you there's like really annoying ways you can do it. I know people that will take like cinnamon sticks and put it in like a little bag of vodka and try to like mm-hmm. extract, extract it or do like a tea. And I'm like... I was dreading it. And I was like, I don't want to do all this work. Right. <laughs> like, I, and I don't do the vodka thing. So I was like having to make this like cinnamon tea. And I've done this before. And it's so hard to get a good concentrate without right. amount of like all this liquid. And then I was like, well, 
if I do canned tablets for fruit, why can't I do it for spice? So it worked. If anybody is curious, my nice. suggestion to you for fer <laughs> fermentation addition would be that. But excellent. That was good. So that yeah, was my, well, my spiel. Sorry. <laughs> done. <laughs> um, I think to wrap things up, one thing that I was telling Rachel that I definitely wanted to talk about is just how fucking cute Michael Jackson is <laughs> yeah. and how adorable he is. And yeah. how, like, I wish I could have met him because every time I read things that he writes, it's just so <laughs> charming and so engaging. I looked in the beer companion and at the very front, he has a beer lover's calendar. So each month he tells you, you know, like my Bach, um, I'm trying to see some of the other ones, uh, winter warmers are in here. But it's like each month he's like, here's a different beer you should seek out. So for December, he um, talks about, he says, at the post office at Rovaniemi on the Arctic Circle, Father Christmas answers letters from children worldwide. He told me he drinks the Yule beer of the nearby Lapin Colta Brewery. <laughs> and I just like the just the whole Santa answers letters to children and Michael Jackson wrote a letter to Santa to ask him what kind of beer he drank. And he just like you don't <laughs> expect the sentence to end the way that it does. And then it does. And you're like, God, Michael Jackson, <laughs> yeah. who are you? You are just such an enjoyable figure. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so funny. It's like, hmm. What do I, what do the people want to know? Of, they, of course they want to know what Santa's drinking. Right. Who thinks yeah. of that? Of course yeah. I do. <laughs> I also would like to know what the Easter Bunny is drinking, uh, the Tooth Fairy. I would like to know all these different <laughs> things. <laughs> so why not? All right. Well, on that note, I think we can wrap it up. This will be our last episode of 2022. Oh. And so uh, we have made a commitment to each other that next year we're just really going to do better. <laughs> no, just kidding. <laughs> I feel like next year we'll okay. be um, get ready for 10 months of us talking about getting ready for the master sister on exam again. Um, so then we'll probably start getting into some more technical topics uh, because not having to study means that we can do fun things like quiz shows and we're going to be fine. Though. We're going to be fine. We got this. Okay. Next round. We do. Okay. We're going to learn all the commercial examples. You're going to be fine. Quack. <laughs> Give me a commercial example of winter warmer. Samuel Smith's winter warmer. One we didn't talk about. J.W. Lee's winter harvest warmer. That's great. Thanks. Is that a real beer? Yeah. J.W. Lee's. Yeah. Harvest. Yeah. Okay. J.W. Lee's something. Yeah. Yeah. Is yeah. It, it is. Is it a, a winter it warmer? It definitely is. I'm sure, sure. I mean, it was good. See, here's the thing good. that I'm very good at. <laughs> I can, it's like when you, those little like magnet kits that go, Harvest that sale. people have on their refrigerators. Yeah. Like, I'll just say like a brewery name and then something and then do this beautiful, very competent description of it and then be told like, you just made these up. It's like, yeah, but it sounds good, right? There is a Harvest Ale. Okay. I don't see a Christmas anything, but I do remember Harvestdale. Well, it doesn't have to be Christmas. Well, true. I don't know why I said that. It's an English barley wine style. Quack. You know, see, you did it. Oh, J.W. Lee's Manchester Star. That's a true beer, too. 
yeah that is I well, remember that's a carrying, pretty strong ale so i don't know if that technically is a um i remember carrying jw lee's at uh capitol house which is why they had some obscure beers it was cool nice yeah i had um one of my other friends was like well how can i help support you as you're studying for master and i was like i don't know randomly ask me about commercial examples but also understand that i'm going to be super rude to you about it when you do <laughs> and there was one day a couple of weeks ago cool. like i gotten out of the shower like i'm waiting for lotion to absorb and she texts and she's like five commercial examples of hefeweizen i was like fuck off <laughs> stop bothering me who is this but then i did i was like fine here <laughs> that's good will you do that to me i'll do it to you even though you don't want it but i'll but i don't care i can handle it okay <laughs> i can handle well, your no, but you are you are good at, about it you know you do a good job of memorizing those i just uh, don't like to not on the spot like i feel like i do a little bit but then i get to the test room and i'm like, eh, like I don't you know, know what the weird thing is yeah there's only one um, style that pilot of this beer that was ever brewed and it was in pilot brew yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, like, well, how about instead I just name you all the beers I won medals for? <laughs> <laughs> that would be a flex on your essay. <laughs> like, okay. I actually don't want to pair Weizenbach <laughs> with a salad, and I don't want to remove an ingredient. Instead, I'm just going to list out all of the beers for which I have won medals. <laughs> Zero points. <laughs> <laughs> I think you you probably get like at least 20 points because you wrote something, you know, like you get like kind of like a base point. Yeah. Like I filled out like, my name point. Yeah, exactly. Like you put ink on paper. Um, good for you. Uh, so you get 15 points. Unfortunately, we did not ask you to list all of the beers, all of your medal winning beers. I can't imagine. We asked you about colloidal Chris. stability, ma'am. <laughs> Chris is like, okay, well, so I just feel like you want to get to the gist of it. Uh, you didn't pass. Yeah, uh, that's how every conversation went. Yeah. Let's just cut to the chase. You didn't yeah. pass. Uh, and here is why. <laughs> <laughs> you actually lost points for listing all the medals. <laughs> Right. Man, I will tell you, those phone calls hit different when it's your boss calling you to tell you that you didn't pass. Yeah, I bet. Because <laughs> you got to talk to them like again throughout the week. Right. Then like on Slack, it's just like, hey, did you get those exams graded? I'm like, no. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Don't talk to me. Actually, you I remember very, the conversation we had today. Very considerate um, coworkers because nobody bothered me for the rest of the day. And then the next day, my immediate supervisor sent me a message to ask if I was doing okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I get that. So anyway, everyone, thank you for putting up with us for another year. Yeah. And you're welcome for putting up with all of you. Yeah. Um, More so. to come. <laughs> Yes. If you have ideas, if you run across something that you're wondering, how does this work? Or I yeah. wish I knew more about that. For real, shoot us a, a DM, an email. You can find us on social media at False Bottom Girls on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us falsebottomgirls at gmail.com. We also have a contact form on our website you can fill out. Uh, but truly, when we say that, we do mean that because we want to make sure we're giving you what you want to hear. Mm -hmm. And it's also, you know, we've talked about this before when people ask questions about things that we've covered on here. 
uh, we both welcome the opportunity to learn more and you know go down specific rabbit holes on things because that just makes us all better beer enthusiasts um, when we can learn together so we're working on content for next year if you've got something you've always wanted to know about let us know and maybe we'll do an episode on it maybe we'll make you come on the episode and do it if you know so much <laughs> okay i'm kidding i'm kidding so thank you she everyone. really means it guys she really wants that's to how hear rachel you. ended up on a podcast <laughs> <laughs> thank you everyone i hope you had a wonderful wind down to your year and we have passed we're in the past the winter solstice so it's only going to start to get lighter from here on out our days will gradually get longer uh, which is really something that I've been like looking forward yes. to. <laughs> we need to get, we need to keep daylight savings time. Yes. Call yes. your Senator. <laughs> so stay healthy, stay warm, well, warm, stay um, all comfy, cozy with whatever beer style you would like. Cheers. Happy new year. This has been false bottom girls. And we make the Bruin world go round. 